Welcome, everybody, to episode 9 of Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. I'm your host, Ryan C., and with me is a lovely Jesse J., who apparently is not wearing any pants. <laughs> I am wearing pants. They might just not be the kind of pants that you'd wear in the office, okay? You're really starting early today, Ryan C. Yeah, we're recording early today, so uh, I don't know when this is going to come out, but today is the 24th of October. It is grand final day. Uh, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like the Australian version of the Super Bowl, except the grand final for the last 120 or so years has been held in Melbourne, and this year it's not. (laughs) So the city is absolutely (laughs) dead. It is a very weird, eerie feeling. Well, not to mention, actually, so we've been under very tight restrictions here for quite a while now, and the police have actually got helicopters up monitoring for illegal gatherings because people can't have anybody over to watch the Australian Super Bowl. And there's a chopper just outside my apartment block right now. So Do you think they're going to use drones as well? Yeah, they are using drones and Polair, the police helicopter. So everybody behave. So what have you been up to this week, Ryan? I was lucky enough to be one of the first people in Australia to play JJP's Guns N' Roses. Oh, my the God. limited edition version. It was very, very exciting. We kind of glossed over it a little bit last episode. We're like, ah, you know, it's it's yeah. it's been hyped up. <laughs> I don't like talking about pinballs too much anymore if I haven't played them because a lot of the experience is playing them and not watching, I don't know, some kind of Twitch video. Yeah. Um, and I know you're like, tell us, tell us how you felt, Ryan, even though I've already like posted all about it on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Put a pin in that for a second, because I was like, tell me, tell me all about it. That's so exciting when you broke the news and you were like, no, save it for the podcast. And then you got on Facebook and you were like typing away and wrote a freaking essay about how amazing it is. So you'd better reproduce that here for our listeners. Well, it's because I, I just posted a quick video on like an Australian pinball Facebook page and it's very active and my phone just kind of blew up and like I, I posted that when I was leaving the place and by the time uh-huh. I got home, which was 25 minutes, I had like seven seven calls from people that had alleys and like, please validate my purchase. Like I just spent... Fifteen and a half thousand dollars on this thing. Please tell me that it's good. I'm like, yes, it is good. Yes, um, it's very hard to compare it to other machines, and that's usually how you review or talk about a pinball machine, right? You're like, oh, you know, what's it like? Because I've played this many pinball machines, and I've played this, and I've played that. So, which one is it most similar to? And that's the hard part is that it's not similar really to anything because no pinball machine has up the ante in terms of experience before mm-hmm. um a lot of pinball machines will blow you out of the water with maybe just like sounds or you know like like tna the sounds will kind of like just make you step back and say wow uh or a shot layout is like perfection um but this is kind of like the overall experience which i think has got a lot to do with the light show and the choreography <laughs> <laughs> the pinballography the pinballography, yeah, it's a new, it's a new term. It's like cinematography, but with pinballs. Yeah, and it's it's the best light show ever. Like it's like you can okay. you feel that instantly when you start playing a song, um, and they've put so much effort into it, and it, it's not even, yeah. So visually, that- it looks beautiful. Just looking at stills online and things that people have posted as an art package, and with you know the things that are on the playfield, it, it looks beautiful. But how? How does that translate in real life? That's the thing. Like, it, it looks beautiful. I knew I was going to be blown away by kind of the light show, but light shows need to be experienced in real life. It's not like a virtual reality thing you can you can go through. You need to see it with your own eyes. 
So how did you feel about, I think they called them hot rails, the lights on the side of the play field? Look, Jess, there are so many lights. It isn't like one particular thing. Like there are two like little zoomy lights that kind of like go left and right, like a, like a mm-hmm. real spotlight at a, at a concert. It's the, cool. the, it's the entire experience. Like there, this, you know, three, 400 lights flashing in your face uh, in this little tiny box. So it, it's more of the experience. I know that sounds really wanky. I don't <laughs> care. Um, it's the experience. And what it does is it, it brings the pinball machine. And I can't believe I'm saying this stuff because, it's, it's, it, as I said, I'm going to listen back to it. It's going to sound really wanky. It makes the pinball machine seem alive. I think there's certain games that go off. You know, one of them is Pirates. I stopped playing JJP GNR. I walked over to Pirates and I clicked start and I plunged a ball and I was like, instantly bored <laughs> i know it sounds really bratty um because that's an amazing game and i know you have to like get multiple started and get the game going but guns and roses is just like from the from the plunge or before, even before the plunge it just engrosses you in the pinball machine and into the experience and it's like here i'm gonna absorb all of your attention and you can't do anything while you're playing this game um, that's amazing i don't think that's wanky at all like yes we can talk about whether or not a game is deep enough or is it a player's game and worry about all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's not just people who are total pinball nerds that are going to play this stuff. It's going out on locations as well. There's going to be casual players that are looking at this. You want it to be an experience. And quite frankly, that's like, it's fun. You shouldn't be worried about sounding like a wanker being excited about a new machine. That's great. I want to hear all about it. Obviously last week you talked about assets. I mean, it has assets in, in spades and mm-hmm. it's pretty damn cool to like not plunge the ball and have slash. And I think Melissa's her name, like swear at you and tell you to hurry up, and, yeah. you know, plunge the fucking ball. Um, I don't know. I like that stuff. The in terms of like the layout, it's it, it's very hard to judge this p- machine on what you usually judge pinball machines on because usually, you know, like oh, I don't like the layout and I don't like this and I like that. Mm-hmm. Like the the light show and the experience is so good, everything else kind of fades away, and, I, and I'm sure it takes like hours and hours or maybe weeks to kind of like ignore like ah oh, okay I have to ignore the fact that I'm having a really good time playing pinball and I have to be critical of these other things that I care about in pinball um because, yeah but <laughs> that but that's what people are looking for online they're like oh but how does it how does it shoot you know which is fine um how does it shoot but people people are looking for a reason not to buy this game because Jess it's you know in Australia Fifteen and a half thousand dollars for the alley, which is a yeah. lot of this. It's a lot of money. It is it so is. much money, and it'll hold. It'll hold value to a to a certain extent. If it sells out, it'll go up in value. Um, I'm not sure if it'll it'll get to that. Um, yeah. But because people because people can't afford it, because people don't want to buy it, they have to sacrifice other pinball machines in their collection to buy it. People want an out. People are like, well, it can't be that <laughs> good because I don't want to buy it because I don't want to drop this much money on it. I certainly wasn't expecting you to be so psyched for it. Like you didn't have anything negative to say at the outset. The only thing that I had to say was that I don't really give a shit about GNR as a theme, and that still stands. But yeah, I don't. I don't care about like I don't sit there and listen to GNR on Spotify. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. But that's the thing. I think that's testament then to you know how excited you were. You haven't stopped raving on to me about how much fun you had playing it and how you just want to play it again. Um, that says a lot about how well it's been put together. That a theme that neither of us really give a shit about has become such an exciting experience for you. Yeah, and I've t- I think I've told you before, Jess. Like sometimes I try and play pinball to cheer myself up if I'm not in a great mood. Nine times out of ten, it won't work. 
because a pinball machine if you're in, if i'm in a shitty mood and i play a pinball machine it'll just kick my ass and i'm like well <laughs> the world's against me and also this pinball machine hates my guts too um mm-hmm. <laughs> but i was kind of like in a like i had an average couple of days at work and whatnot and i went and played you know i wasn't feeling too good and I went and played GNR, and and I I kind of had, didn't have like super duper high expectations, regardless of what everyone was saying and the footage that I saw. Yeah, um, I kind of let like left in a really happy mood, and I'm like, this is good. The bar has been raised again. The bar was That's the great. Bar, the bar is raised a lot by JGP, but like there's there's usually a lack of follow through. Like when Pirates came out, I was like, this machine has like too much stuff in it. Too much stuff in it. When the when the dust settles, we'll leave leave the bar higher. Okay. Well, I'm really excited to get an opportunity to play that. When do you think we're going to start seeing, I mean, coronavirus aside, when do you think we might start seeing more Genas in Australia? Um, I think they're planning to get it before before Christmas. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. In, in, I'll just quickly touch on some things that people um, have talked to me about. Everyone's just like, hey, is it just like a multiple fest? Yes. Um, I'm hearing this a lot. Yeah. I've got the rules sheet here in front of me. Can you see, can you see this little thing here? Um, I can. Because when you like when you start, there are some multi balls that seemingly just start, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, I didn't do anything. I don't deserve this multi ball. <laughs> um, and when I'm reading the rule sheets here, they make a little bit more sense. Like one of it uh, is uh, what are we? Turn it up multi ball, and it's spelling amp. And amp, I believe, is in the in lanes. So it's okay. literally like three like in lanes, maybe in the left or the right, and you'll mm-hmm. get a multi ball. That's not going to, like, the second time you probably need to spell it twice and then, you know, three times, four times. That's, that's like, rule progression in, in pinball. But I guess the problem is, for people thinking they don't deserve it, is that usually when you start a multi-ball, it's because, you know, you've locked a ball and then you're aware of what you need to do. Where There is, like, around four multi-balls on this game that kind of like to start from you just hitting targets around the play field. Right. I guess it's just like, so it's not like you're lighting the inlines and then shooting a shot. You light yeah. them and then it and it's, it's not coming out with the thing saying ball one locked, like one more yeah. for multiple. Come on, you can do it. It's just mm. like, you just hit something random and it's like, turn it up multiple. Woo. Right. And then literally there's a saying, there's like a call out where the chick says, shoot everything. And I'm like, no, I don't want to shoot everything. That's, that means I'm failing. Like, <laughs> tell me to shoot the ramps or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those multiballs, uh, they're just like quick multiballs, and they don't actually give you that many points. Um, I think they can if you play them long enough, but they're, they're kind of just like the gimme thing so that people that are playing on location have a good time. And <laughs> for people that are kind of like bagging that, Stern... Like, I'll go through three games really quickly. Uh, on Jurassic Park, you can get T-Rex multi-ball in three shots. You hit the captive ball twice, I believe. Twice or three times. Maybe four shots. Uh, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you choose uh, a certain character. You hit the right ramp once. You're in multi-ball. Yeah. Um, in Deadpool, I think it's like three shots away, and you're in little Deadpool multi-ball. Um, so Stern has an equivalent. It's just this game has four of them, and it's just a little bit less less obvious. Um, so don't stress about that. People, yeah, people want to concentrate on the, on, the, on the negatives. It does it does shoot well. I don't think this is going to like win any awards or go down in history as like the best shooting game ever. Um, that's that's not what it brings to the table in terms of you know its its massive strengths. It's not a bad shooter. Um, it's just that the experience is what is people are going to be looking for the rules are freaking cool 
um, so far from what I see. I, I play the mini wizard mode. I do like the, the risk reward of cashing out the song jackpots. It has six balls. If, if, you, if you play a song well enough, you'll, you'll get six ball multi-ball and mm-hmm. it'll tell you something like shoot the ram three times and you can't win the six balls. It's just like, I'm just going to drain all these balls away and get it down to two balls. Yeah. Everyone's judging the game like it's finished because JJP don't usually release games that aren't feature complete. They never code complete, but they're not um, feature complete. But they'll they'll tweak stuff around with feedback. And um, it's Keith Johnson we're talking about here. So um, he's, he's never really had a stinker ever. What else has Keith Johnson done? Oh, Simpsons Pinball Party, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, okay. I think they get the game that uh, World Poker Tour. He's kind of like famous for just doing super deep rules, mm-hmm. um, but also games where kind of you just try and start everything at the same time. Anyway, you haven't played G&I yet, so this is just me rambling <laughs> on. Um, all I wanted to say That's is that I'm very excited. I really want to see what the standard shoots like because I love the way that the alley looks. I think the upper play field is cool. I didn't see anything in the rules that made the upper play field super fun, but I didn't. I also only played for about an hour and a half. I'm sure there'll be like a super jackpot up in the in the upper play field or something like that. But the three things I like in pinball Jess, if you were to break it down, mm-hmm. sounds, yeah, r- rules and shots. So, I the, the shots like they have to be satisfying to me, and the way they're satisfying can also be like the sounds and. I think, there was a, I think there was a point in the game where I was in a song and it was like, shoot the loop. Like, that's all I need to do to kind of like finish finish the mode and be able to cash out. So I shut the loop and it, it didn't really, I know it wasn't like a jackpot shot or anything, but there was there was no fanfare for that because okay. because the song was playing. So they're, they're, they're sacrificing kind of like normal pinball things that I'm used to. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later when we talk about uh, Getaway. <laughs> yes. And the big payoff for that. <laughs> Yeah, like there can't be those moments in this game. They're sacrificing that because they're trying to emulate the concert experience. Okay, that does sound different, but it sounds like it would be interesting. I'd really like to have a have a game. Yeah, and probably, check it. probably in a week. Probably by the time we do the next episode, we should be able to go down there and play it. Um, as long as restrictions are eased. I know we said that last episode, but yeah, <laughs> we've been very patient. So, okay, you mentioned getaway. <laughs> So that brings me to um, my update, which is that, uh, firstly, I just want to announce that I'm in love. With? <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with Jurassic Park. So, um, yeah, we caught up uh, a little while ago. And so I came over with the intention of playing all of your machines, right? I had a day off work, which is really rare for me. You were at work, so it was a Monday, I think. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go over. You know, you can do whatever. I'm just going to keep myself busy in the dirty dungeon. <laughs> I'm going to play all of your machines. Um, and I stepped up to Jurassic Park and then just didn't step away for about three hours straight. It totally sucked me in. So you gave me a little tutorial at the beginning, which is probably a good thing about how to start the paddocks and rescues and all was that, that kind of stuff. Was that useful to you? Because I, I, I gave you way too much information. I was like, you do this and you do that and you do this and it's going to get harder. Then you have to like dispatch a helicopter and you have to collect this and hammer slings, <laughs> raptor multiple. No, I think it actually, it was helpful to me now because I've had, um, you know, I was just speaking to someone about this the other day. I think it was Haley. Also, it was Haley's birthday. Happy birthday, Haley. Um, 
now that I've got access to machines on free play rather than having to pay to play on location all the time, obviously I'm playing more machines and getting more familiarity with different layouts and things like that. So I have more mental space, I guess, when someone's explaining rules to me. Like that's something that I found really difficult before, but now that I understand better what I'm actually looking at, I can retain more of that. So yes, it did actually help. It was really fun pretty challenging um but yeah i had a great time with it i just didn't i was there for, for hours and hours and then i think i, I know I'm i could i could hear you um <laughs> I, I was upstairs working and uh, let me just say this like i've never been in this situation before i'm always the person playing kimball <laughs> while someone else is in the house and uh me and jess discussed this i'm just like i have noise cancelling headphones that you bought me jess thank you and so i was just like well i'll just work and it doesn't really matter what jess is doing because i won't be able to hear her um, but every once in a while, I'd like take a break and take off my headphones or whatever I was listening to. I would hear you playing pinball, and <laughs> and I just had this moment where I was just like, "Fuck, this is really annoying." And not because like I'm not playing; it's just like the clack clack clacking sounds. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm like, "Man, I'm such an asshole!" Like that was me the, my entire marriage. Like <laughs> like it is so annoying. And I I, I literally like messaged my. Um, my ex-wife and I said I just apologized to her I'm like hey <laughs> pimple sounds really annoying when we're in the you're in the other room and she's like yeah and that's downstairs yeah. like it was literally just like one room away from me all the time and you did it for years and I oh just I put up with it because you know you're my husband anyway um so for everyone <laughs> out there that like has never put themselves in that situation and you have a significant other that you live with, just go and apologize to them and just let them know that, you know, thank you for putting up with your shit. Cause it, it is annoying. Like it is fucking annoying. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad that you've come to this realization all of these years later, Ryan, yeah, you're like really six, evolving. Six, six, years, six years later. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I've been That's very annoying. Better late than never, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I fell in love with Jurassic Park, and then um, you, you kind of like kept popping down periodically, obviously because you could hear me, and you'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when you knocked off, we had some games together, and um, what did we play? We wait before you say this. One of the, one of those times that I had a little break, um, I was like, "What's your high score?" And you're like, "Oh, 100, 120 million or whatever it was," and like That's, that sucks. Yeah. So I, I played like one ball, I think, and I got like 200 million. And, and then I went back upstairs and within one game, I think you like doubled your highest score on the first oh, ball. Oh, yeah. Um, and the same thing happened when I came over your house once and played the shadow. You were stuck on a certain scoring threshold and then you watched me play. Um, so I went on my little like note thing for the podcast and I wrote, um, I wrote like Jess plays better when she watches me play and then in, in brackets i put a word which i didn't know what it meant i'm like there's a word for this someone who like absorbs people's powers okay um i know and, the word but i'm not going to ruin your yeah but no i got the wrong words so i wrote succubus um that, that, that is not the right word <laughs> that is not the right word and i'm like i'm like before i say this on the podcast i'm just gonna like google what a succubus is that and, is so funny. And a succubus, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is a female demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping men. I'm like, oh, no, that's that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that I absorbed your skills by osmosis. Osmosis? Yeah, no. Isn't there a word for someone who just, like, sucks the... I don't know if it's, like, sucking the energy out of people or just sucking, like, the power out of people just by being around them. 
Anyway, vampire. that's you. So imagine if you started hanging around. I'm a like, pinball vampire. You're a pinball vampire. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. I'm I don't know about sucking. <laughs> yeah, oh no, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> you're the worst. I don't I don't really get much literature. So. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, well, you clearly need some English language lessons. Um, I'll swap you for pinball lessons. Yeah, it's true. Like you, uh, I beat your grand champion score after you came around here one time. Um, so watching other players definitely makes me better. And it's even happened watching like Ray, I think on stream once, like, I think I, I don't I know. I mean, it's... imagine if he was your boyfriend. Holy shit. What a power couple. <laughs> Are you trying to lead the bomb segment? In no, I'm today? not. I'm just, we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ray. Um, okay. So we played cheetah. Yes. which I actually managed to beat you at. And then you proceeded to stomp me at every other game. I think we played Dialed In and Getaway. Now we need to talk about Getaway because I love Getaway. I've played it before. It's a fun machine. Like I love the <laughs> 90s machines, as you know. What you the hell was going on that day? Suck I at sucked it. at Getaway. I absolutely sucked at it. And like I, pl- you've seen me play Getaway before. I wasn't. I don't think I was that bad. Nah, I've you've always sucked at Getaway. Wo- Just have I? Yeah. So, this is and the you thing. Were, like, Jess, you're sometimes sometimes your ass off at me. Yeah, because to- you couldn't even get multiple for like fifteen games in a row. Like it was pathetic. <laughs> it was awful. It, getaway is my nemesis machine. Yeah, that exists, and you'll you'll get those in comps, and then you'll just you'll start to hate certain games because you're like, I never do well on Theater of Magic, so I hate this game. Um, oh. What's your nemesis machine? Yeah, mine's definitely Getaway. Uh, I don't even know why. It's not that complicated. Probably probably Monsters. Okay. Or, I mean, in comps, Ghostbusters. I don't think I've ever done well in comps on Ghostbusters. I remember there was a comp where all I needed to do to win the entire game on Ghostbusters was to start a video mode because um, there's a video mode that was worth back then, I think, like 60-something million. It's worth a lot more now um, called Cross the Streams. Ball one, two, and three. All I was trying to do is, is light that because I knew I would beat everyone if I did that. Um, and then I finally got into it, and I was so excited because I'm like, "Well, I've, I've won. All I need to do is like play this video mode, which is so fucking easy." And before any ghosts came out, I crossed the streams, and it ended the video <laughs> mode with nothing. <laughs> I think Stacy Borg was like watching me because I was so excited. I was just like, "Ah, I've won!" Um, and you basically just have to like press the flippers to move the streams closer. Okay. But, but never touch. And I, 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 I touch them. Like, is, is the dumbest thing ever. Um, never cross your streams, Ryan. Never cross the streams. Um, <laughs> and never okay. never get a one, two, three foot combo if you don't know what it means. <laughs> Can we talk about that, please? It's been enough time. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'll ever be ready. <laughs> I don't know. Don't say it. All right. But I, I at least beat you on Cheetah. I'm very happy about that. Now, another really funny yeah, one thing that game, happened. and then I destroyed you on it. Like, yeah, calm down. A hundred percent. But I've got to take the victory when I can, all right? Sure. <laughs> take the little wins. Whatever, whatever um, makes you more interested in pinball. You're an infinitely better pinball player than I am, so I'm going to take one when I can. Thank you. I have to, I have to like put you in your place while I can, because I know one day you're going to be better than me, and it's going to be fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I'm the protege. Um, the other thing that I wanted to quickly talk about, because it was freaking hilarious, was your kids. So just the way that kids tell stories, right? The insult in the sugar jar. We need to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like 
hanging out and one of them says something about I'm like tell me an embarrassing story about your dad and she's like oh well um once upon a time I don't know what the like the lead up was but it was something about how you put your insole into your mum's sugar jar when you were a kid and left it there and it was so funny because you know kids really exaggerate and they do that thing where they put on like a really conspirational voice and they're like and then and she's like and then he left it there for 32 years (laughs) so I just want you to please give me your take on the insole in the sugar jar for 32 years Uh, you want to know like what the real story was what actually happened because so, it sounds extremely dramatic. Yeah, I've got flat feet, and since like a very young age, I've had like insoles in my shoes, and not like the generic ones you buy from the store, like the ones they mold for your foot, um, and they're really expensive. My parents weren't really well off, so my mum and dad kind of like got this done, and like, oh, all right, right, now you can like walk properly and not sprain your ankle all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I was like super addicted to sugar and chocolate, like I still am. So what I used to do was I used to like sneak into. Uh, the pantry, open up the sugar jar and like get a spoon and like just shovel sugar into my mouth for (laughs) many years. And um, I guess one day I was like really hungry. So I'm like, what do I use as a spoon? Maybe there are no spoons left. So I took off like, I took the insole out of my, (laughs) I took the insole out of my shoe and like use that as a giant spoon. But I must've like heard my mum coming. I don't know. I was really young. I was like four years old or something. I left it in there. Um, but I don't, I don't remember because I was like high on sugar and my mum, I was just, you know, a day later when we were like leaving the house, my mum was just like, where's your insult? And I didn't know. And they, they looked for it for like three, like, I don't know, like d- days and couldn't, couldn't find it. I was walking, walking around, like spraying my ankle left, right and center. Um, I was like, well, we're going to have to go and get it redone. They rang out the place, like organizing the appointment. It's going to cost like a thousand dollars or something. Um, and then she went to like bake a cake or do something and found it in there. So it, it was like a couple of days oh later. It was not 32 years, but that's the story. That's so much funnier though, because the way that the story was told, I thought that you like put it in there to prank your mom, but you were eating with it. You're was, a fucking animal. I know. This is the same. Kids, <laughs> kids are so shit at telling stories. They're just like, they don't yeah. know what the funny part is. Cause if you, if you laugh at the wrong moment, kids are like, ah, oh, that's the funny part. It's the fact yes. that, you know, the object was in there. It's not like how it was in there. Yeah. Um, that's why, that's why oh, I love my kids, really... just horrible storytellers. Still. They are horrible storytellers, but they are so, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, just quickly on Jurassic Park, um, have you ever heard or have you ever read the Jurassic Park Twitter account? No. It's my favorite thing ever. Is Let it me real? Read. What is it? It's not, but it's it's Jurassic Park to go, and it's written as if it's like an actual social media manager for Jurassic Park, and they write <laughs> the funniest shit ever. Like, for example, getting a Costco membership and being able to buy our goats to feed the T Rex in bulk has been a game changer. New tweet. We apologize for the weird vibes at the park today. We hired a spiritual healer to do a sound bath for the employees, and now the dinosaurs' chakras are all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best Twitter account of all time, um, which leads me to Louis. The bump Theroux. of the week? You know, no, but we're nearly there. <laughs> I know that's what everybody. So excited. <laughs> um, no, you know Louis Theroux. No, he's like a British journalist. You would know who Louis Theroux is for sure. Google him while I'm telling you about it. Ah, uh, all right. Anyway, so because I was on the Jurassic Park Twitter, this led me to my other favorite Twitter account, which is the Louis Through Episode Generator. So he goes around and he talks to people around the world, usually in kind of bizarre industries or with strange hobbies like pinball. Um, 
and kind of exposes the weird and wonderful shit that happens in their communities. So someone wrote this bot which generates Louis Theroux episodes. I'll read you one as an example, Ryan, if you like. (laughs) I'm in Bolivia to meet Zane, a former database administrator turned toast artist who believes they saw God's face in a tortilla. Okay, so it's like a format. (laughs) There's a format to it where it's like, I'm in place to meet person, a former something turned something who believes something else. So I've written one for you. Which is, I'm in Australia to meet Ryan, a former computer scientist turned mode hole backhander who believes pinball is a sexy hobby. <laughs> it so is. If you All had these things to, are true. It's true. So if you had to write a Louis Theroux episode title or lead in for me, what would it be? Ah, uh, so, okay. You're going to put me on the spot. What's the format yep. again? I'm in place to meet person. A former something turned something who believes controversial opinion. Hi, I'm Louis Through. I'm in. <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to change this to make it funnier. You have such a good opportunity right now. Hi, I'm Louis Through. I'm in West Melbourne to meet Jesse J, a former streetwalker turned pinball poser who believes one day she will work for Stern. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't do boxer, but that's boring. Nice. Okay. You rose to that challenge pretty well. I mean, I feel like you could have done a little bit better there, but Jess, I'll give it a six out of Shut the fuck up. We're going to do bump of the week. I can't wait any longer. Okay. How did you go with Stu McBigger? Um, I sent Stu a message because I didn't actually get any contact from him for a while. And I was like, Stu, I've had the Romanian flag in the window for a couple of days now. Like, when are you going to call me? I'm really disappointed. And he said to me, I am the only bump. (laughs) (laughs) I accept tribal Timmy's bump challenge under one condition. Tim and Raymond can't play any new Sterns as they both work for Stern. That would be totally unfair. Oh, and Ryan C needs to stop calling me. Now, I think Stu needs to stop being coy and pretending that he was roped into this because Stu sent us the video proactively. So, look, a bit of mixed messaging going on there. You know, he's very cocky, like, I'm the only bomb here, but also pretending that you asked him to come on, which you totally didn't. So, I'm not sure Stu's for me. I think he's a little bit confused. All right. So, just to recap... Bump, for people just listening for the first time, Bump is Bachelors of Motherfucking Pinball. It's kind of like a stolen, dirtier segment of Wump, Women of Motherfucking Pinball. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so far we've had uh, the number one player in the, in the world, uh, an up-and-coming coder. Even though he's been here for three years, he's still up-and-coming. He hasn't had his breakout his breakout success yet. Maybe the next game, which might be Led Zeppelin. Three, streaming figure, Romanian. Hang on, you've got to give him his proper title. 1978. Playboy launch party champion, champion and the greatest pinball player alive. But these these are all accolades like, oh, I'm really talented at this and that and people boasting about how, how good they are. But some people, Jess, are just genetically gifted, okay? They're, <laughs> they're born okay. with... So for those listening, we just had to cancel the segment because Jess said it was too inappropriate. It was. <laughs> it was too inappropriate. So let me let me choose someone else. This person, Jess, is very talented. A bit of a journalist. 
and uh, he's from Europe again. He's a bit of a DJ. He's Dutch. Okay. His name is uh, Jonathan Houston. All right. He doesn't always take photos at the right angle. <laughs> Sometimes they're a little bit low. I'll send you a picture now of what I'm talking about. Um, but Jonathan Newson is the bump of the week. Um, I believe I believe his single. He's definitely not the person we were talking about <laughs> two minutes ago. <laughs> Jonathan Houston, this is as PG as I can I can get it. <sighs> That's a garbage fire. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Talking about crazy people from Europe, like uh, Stu McVicker, me and you both listened to a little bit of Python Angelo's Topcast episode this week. Yeah. Holy shit, I've been meaning to listen to it for years. That guy is off the rails. Yeah, he, I really enjoyed the fact that, I mean, I haven't listened to Topcast before, so I don't know if this is standard, but as soon as you queue up the episode, it's like they have a disclaimer, any guests on the show, hold any opinions expressed by guests on the show may not be those held by the hosts. Like, if you need to disclaim that, then you know that there's going to be some controversial shit coming up. Yeah, I've, I've listened to a lot of his other interviews and super informative it's like a time capsule of what the pinball industry was like um in the early 2000s i think that's when when most of the episodes were were recorded but um that episode was nuts um he's from a different planet he is not like uh just like gnr like it's hard to describe gnr it's hard to describe python angelo um so i'm pretty i'm pretty sure a lot of people would have already listened to it if you haven't um go just type in topcast pinball podcast and it's a big page full of all the MP3s and just download the Python one and enjoy him absolutely trashing half the people in the industry. There's, there isn't many people in between. Yeah. He's, he either loves you and thinks you're a visionary, mm. like Eugene Jarvis and... Uh, and He loves Steve Ritchie. Steve Ritchie, yep. Geniuses. Yeah. Um, or you're a, you're a fucking hack. <laughs> yeah. as as python says um in this industry there are copycats and crazy cats and i'm a crazy cat yeah uh, <laughs> he's awesome he's like he's like the original um carol baskin <laughs> carol <laughs> you crazy Bas- cats and you crazy cats uh, i don't know if, i don't know if carol baskin wanted to control a woman like a robot sexually um which python oh, I details didn't that part Oh, did you, I don't hear love the, that. did you hear the Ziggy Piggy part? How he was talking about it's beautiful. Pimple is a sexual. <laughs> <laughs> no, pimple is a sexual thing, and it's beautiful. Can you imagine playing playing a game with your girlfriend, and you walk up to the machine, and and she has a different experience than you have because she's a if she's a female and you're a male. I'm like, oh my god. Look, I'm disappointed that we can't interview Python. Definitely, that would have been fun. <laughs> but it was been that's been a good. Um, yeah, that's been a good experience <laughs> listening to him speak. Do you remember the other day when Dr. John and I FaceTimed you um, and we had Drew from the Poor Man's Pinball podcast on the call? Yes. That wasn't Drew. <laughs> that was Ian? That's not true. It was also not Ian. It was actually Poor Man's Pinball podcast tribe member Glenn. Um, so we rumbled you into subscribing <laughs> to the Poor Man's show. <laughs> I was dri- got- hey man, I was driving. Like it could have been anyone. Disclaimer: You shouldn't answer the phone when you're driving. That's very naughty. Hands free, hands free. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> that was yeah. That was neither of the poor men. But they had an amazing uh, episode this week, which <laughs> was essentially. Is, you're such a bitch. 
<laughs> hey, Glenn gets some points for his acting. That was really good. Yeah, he was like, you hey, man, to... how come you haven't subscribed to me? Like, what's your, what's your deal, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. You got punked. So, <laughs> the poor man had a great episode this week where it was basically a fuck it Friday. They intended to talk about pinball, but they actually ended up speaking about the Great Emu War which was an event that occurred in Australia in 1932 where the military was called in to dispatch like an out-of-control plague of emus, which are, I don't know, for Americans that don't know, they're kind of like an ostrich, right? So that was the best thing ever, talking about the Great Emu War. Dr- how do you, how do you this say that word? Emu. It's not emu, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> wrong. It's emu. <laughs> you said it wrong like 15 times in a row. Oh, my God. Emu. No, it's an emu. So (laughs) this is a two-part thing, right? Number one, Drew threw down the gauntlet, my favorite phrase, which I'd like to apologize to anybody that listened to episode eight for because I said it about 78 times. Drew was like, Ryan C. and Jesse J., love you guys. But, you know, Drew and I just – Ian and I just went on a much better tangent than you guys ever have. I challenge you to come up with a greater tangent than this. Um, I feel like we've already been there. We've talked about dinosaur chakras. We've talked about Louis Theroux episodes. Like, what more can we possibly put in here, Ryan? Well, I mean, but that he talked about, like, reeling in as well. I, I reel you in a lot. Um, That's true. <laughs> probably because I'm not, I, I'm not wasted. <laughs> I had to rein you in today with that atrocious bomb episode that we should never speak of ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I can, I can release the entire thing, but it's gonna, it, that was like a ten minute thing that will be edited down to a very boring like about one minute that won't, won't make sense. Um, but yeah. I went for about ten minutes of me sending. Yeah, it was the worst. So anyway, moving on from that garbage fire, um, <laughs> Drew and I might be doing a special crossover episode soon, which would be exciting. Um, but the Great Emu War inspired me to think a little bit about this week's shit theme. Mm. Now, you have beat me comprehensively a couple of times um office space versus david attenborough was a resounding win in favor of office space and what was the other one gladiators and something else groundhog day groundhog day groundhog day was a massive win as well now this week we had um scrubs versus jersey shore i can see you shaking your head operation you can't change it otherwise i would have i would have gone with cheech and chong anyways i don't like i don't like losing on a technicality Um, I didn't hear any disagreement from you on the last episode when we were actually talking about it. You were quite happy with me proceeding with Scrubs. So I think you're just being salty because you got smashed. I mean, you still win majority two out of three, which is very good. Um, Scrubs won by an absolute mile. And some people even actually voted for Operation, which was good. But one thing I learned that I didn't know was that Wow of Jersey Shore fame, which I don't know who that is, but Wow is apparently someone that was on Jersey Shore. She likes pinball. She has a Stranger Things pinball machine. She was going to appear at the Stern Pro Circuit. Did you know that? Yes, I did. I didn't, I didn't bring it up because it wasn't really, like, relevant. <laughs> Can you please stop sending me pictures of this person? <laughs> Keep on going. Where are we up to? Oh, yeah. So, JYL likes pinball, and she was going to appear at the Stern Pro Circuit. So, you get a point there because it's slightly pinball related but my new shit theme have you got your theme ready for this week yeah yes i do stop yawning (laughs) 
Minutia theme is Australiana 2.0. Uh, so we talked about <laughs> we talked about an Australiana theme a little while ago. Hey, wait, it's been rebooted. Okay, it's gonna <laughs> there's gonna be a pin bar. <laughs> And there's going to be an emu war. So after all the love that the Great Emu War got this week, I was thinking, you know what? This is actually an iconic moment in Australian history. We can have an em- Great Emu War mode where you play as the Australian Defence Force and you have to gun down <laughs> <laughs> the rampaging emus, okay? Yeah. Um, and then I thought about it a little more and we got some mail about it the other week. Someone wrote in and was like, this is great. You should have Steve Irwin. Everyone loves Steve Irwin. You can have a mode where you fight he's, a manta he's ray. dead. He's dead. That's okay. It'll be in memory of Steve Irwin. How, who's going to do his call-outs? Crikey! Give us your best crikey, Ryan. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on. Don't be part of If I'm going to let it include my bump, uh, you know, my bump segment, then I'm not giving you Steve Irwin call-outs. Are you being a spoil sport now? No, I'm just, like, ready to pl- to do my, my themes. I'm just, like, hurrying you through because I, I just want to win. <laughs> I just... I'm th- so I'm, impatient I'm so oh my impatient. gosh well i'm just going to draw this out even longer despite you so there's going to be a mode where you collect big things so in australia we love a big icon so we're going to have one where you go around the play field you have to make certain shots to collect the big icons the big banana the big mosquito <laughs> <laughs> speaking of big bananas um the big axe the big merino the big lobster the big pineapple and the big prawn I'm deliberately not looking at my phone right now. <laughs> You're an asshole. Okay, so combined with my earlier ideas, it's going to be a ripper. It'll be a bloody ripper, mate. Oh, Crikey. Such a great game. And no one, yeah. you know, it's like probably 10% of people are from Australia um, that listen to the podcast. So is, yeah, it, is exactly. it my turn yet? So this will be an educational tool. We're going to export Australia's great culture to the world. Okay. You're being such a brat today. I am. You literally, okay, people can't see this, but I'm looking at Ryan and he's literally sitting there like yawning and looking at his phone. Like I'm only looking at my phone to send you photos of the bump of the week that you're rejecting. Which I'm refusing to look at. Um, okay, give us your theme. So, have you listened to this week's episode of the final round Pimmel podcast? I confess that I have not. Okay, good. Because I heard a story on there and I was so inspired by this story that I'm like, this is a great shit theme for Pimble. And okay. the shit theme is <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Teolis's childhoods. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell me more. Um, well, as you know, Jeff is a ginger, right? Yes. I mean, and now he's getting greys, so he looks like a dignified ginger. But for most of his life, he was just like a ginger. You know how we always talk about like nostalgia and like, ah, oh, you know, I lost my virginity to this song, so I really like it and, and whatever. Jeff finally admitted why he's in love with Led Zeppelin. And oh. I'm about to play that to you. Okay. Here's what it is for me. All right. I am a ginger. And one thing that gingers have a problem with is, um, friends. Being in. <laughs> Fuck that cut deep. That's true. <laughs> when you're a young boy and you first start to develop crushes on people, you're not really considered, quote unquote, attractive to those people that you have crushes on. Oh, sure, their parents think you're cute. Oh, look at that cute little redhead. That doesn't help you. And I remember that grade seven, it was a school dance, and I knew that Stairway to Heaven was always the last song. So, after the second, third dance, I knew that was my cue to 
go stand against the wall because nobody's going to fucking dance with me. But I really started to like the song. Backtrack a little bit. I really like this girl named Dorian. All right. She was cute. Kind of a tomboy girl. She would talk to me. You know, we'd have little snowball fights and stuff. This is grade five, like massive love. Snowball fight. You know, if, if you're in a snowball fight with a girl, that's like second base. All right. Back in grade five. Anyway, <laughs> now we're in grade seven and she starts to develop. So now all the boys love her. I didn't like her because of that. I liked her because she was a good person. All right. I see people for what they are on the inside. Anyway, Stairway to Heaven comes up. I, of course, am not going to ask her to dance. We were just friends, and now all the boys have her attention. I go to stand against the wall, and as I turn around, she touches my shoulder. She was taller than me, and says, it was like slow motion. Do you want to dance? She didn't talk like that. I'm just saying it felt like that kind of slow motion thing. Like, do you want to dance? I think I floated onto the gymnasium floor and danced like grade seven kids do with, you know, your hands on the top of the hips and... And her hands on both your shoulders. Eight minutes of heaven. You don't think I went out and bought Led Zeppelin 4 right after that to just relive that moment? Ever since then, my favorite band, Led Zeppelin. Okay, cool story. Okay, so thanks everybody for listening this <laughs> week. <laughs> Dick! Jeff, oh, Jeff Tillis' childhood. I mean, there's so many somber modes we can have, like crying in the corner, multi-ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can have a, a big bash toy of Jeff's pimply face and you can and just people throwing rocks at him um and the wizard mode is jeff fucking cracking a boner as a little kid <laughs> to let zeppelin stay way to heaven oh my god you are awful <laughs> what has gotten into you today uh, no the wizard mode is going to be jeff coming of age and developing that beautiful radio voice and turning into a dignified silver fox the wizard obviously. mode is uh jeff <laughs> Jeff listening to Led Zeppelin in his car with his like wife who's fucking amazing like next to him and and her like holding yes. holding his hands like I love you Jeff and in in his head he's just like I love you Dory <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Okay cool So this week's this week's um shit theme debate is officially Australiana 2.0 versus Jeff Teal's childhood um, I love a ginger. Like, I really love a ginger. As you know, the last person I was involved with is a flaming redhead. Do you want? Um, do you? Do you have any yeah. ginger bomb? Yeah. Me to try and find a ginger bomb out there. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to need some help with this. So, um, everyone knows who I am on Facebook. Ryan Kaz, message me a ginger bomb out there. Cool. Love that for us. Hey, we need to. I didn't actually finish my media recap. The virtual pimple expo happened in the last week. That was really fun. Did you get on and support me during the virtual Battle of the Bells, Ryan? I, I didn't. I was researching um, pictures for the bump segment. Which is cancelled. Okay. Well, you missed out on a lot of fun. So, I got to meet um, a whole bunch of Bells online. So, obviously, we can't get together to have the battle. So, they managed to do it via Zoom, which was streamed on the Pinball Expo um, live stream on Twitch. Pretty hard to get people, 16 people together and run a tournament like that on mobile, on computers. So mega props to Jen and Tish and Frieden who put that together. It was so much fun. My team won, although I had to dip out kind of halfway because it was a work day for me. Um, That was heaps of fun. I absolutely sucked at it. Mobile pinball is the worst, although I did win a round of Ripley's, so basically the king. Um, But the thing that you missed which was the best of all, was that I did a shot at midday. 
on Twitch. So that's me getting cancelled from... Yay, day drinking. Yay! Um, pretty sure that is... Are you <laughs> Yay, like pinball. Yay, multiball. <laughs> Yay, multiball. Where's the pin bar? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was really fun. It was really cool to meet the other Bells, and I'm excited for when we can actually hang out again. I can meet everybody here and hopefully go to some Melbourne Bells events. So thanks to everyone that put that together. That was great. The other thing that we forgot to recap last episode was the Jesse J's Pinball Adventures Play Better collaborative playlist. So I had the grand idea that I would put up a link to a playlist on Spotify and people would jump on and add the tracks that they think helps them play better pinball. I'm going to read out some of the additions to this list because some of them are truly awful. Ryan, you were responsible for some questionable... (laughs) Okay, someone put on You're the Best by Joe Esposito from The Karate Kid, which is absolutely my favourite. Black Eyed Peas, that was you, Ryan. Immigrant Song, Led Zeppelin. Thunder in Your Heart, John Farnham. We've got some Journey. Yeah, these are actually good ones. Oh, I was talking trash on you, but you actually put some good stuff on here. But I want to give a shout out to whoever put Scott Denisi Heat Exchanger on there because that is a cracking track. Now, I haven't played TNA. I really want to. But I like seriously put on that entire album when I'm playing pinball at least twice a week. I'm obsessed with it. Ryan, stop! (laughs) You're literally... Okay. I'm cancelling this entire show. Ryan is sitting here not listening to anything I'm saying about pinball at all and is just holding photos of this person up to the screen. (laughs) You're such a dick. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to edit this. I'm like making it hard for myself. Okay, keep on going. I apologize to everybody that is listening to this right now. I'm done. I'm tapping out. <laughs> you get this is an opportunity for you to just spew out some hateful words about why we broke up, Jesse J. Um <laughs> I've got nothing. I've got nothing this week. You got think... nothing. I'm annoying the crap out of you right now. Yeah, but you didn't do that then. I'm just, <laughs> just at a critical juncture. <laughs> okay. My, um, the reason why I hate you, Jess, is because I could never take a poo at your house because it was so small. There was no way that you wouldn't be able to hear, like, my giant farts um, in your tiny apartment. Wait, wait, I think that's actually true now that I think about it. I don't think you ever, like, used the bathroom for more than about 30 seconds. Yeah, because, no, I don't want to, I don't want to hear you, like. Are you a never nude as well? I never do you like shower? Do you shower in your denim shorts? Yeah, like Tobias. Yeah. I, I blow myself all the time. You're a never poop. I never what? <laughs> never poop. Okay, before we wrap it up, I want to um, bring back Ryan's educational series because I feel like you were teaching me a lot about pinball and you haven't really taught me anything lately except for the last episode where we talked about flipper hop and all that cool stuff. So Did you fix the flipper hop on your shadow? I actually didn't. <laughs> exactly. So it's just, you talk about me, you know, not listening to you. No, Maybe. I listened. I'm planning to do it, but I, I actually left Shadow alone for an unprecedented amount of time after falling in love with Jurassic Park. I one think day. I Alec. Yeah, one, one day. Exactly. <laughs> so what I want to know is, um, there's some really weird terminology out there in the pinball world. And I want to know if you can please clarify me for me, what is gunching? I don't know. What's gunching? I don't know. I'm asking you. You're the expert. Well, if you don't use know what it, gunching use is... Use it in a sentence. What, 
I I can't. Do you know <laughs> what, what it is? No, I don't. I'm asking you. This is Jesse J's Pinball Adventures because I'm on an adventure learning about the world from my Mr. Miyagi, Brian C. So uh, Lazarus Shats. Lazarus Shats. Oh, you know what a Lazarus is, right? Yeah. So a Lazarus Shats would be, I'm guessing, when the la- like the Lazarus ball comes just enough that you can get a little flip to it, and the flip you do will send the ball into the corresponding in lane. So you, okay. you save it by shatting. Right. You have to choose the right okay. time to flip. Yeah. But we still don't know what gunching is. I can probably look it up. I don't want you to look it up. I want you to know and tell me. Well, I'm disappointed in you, Ryan. New pinball dictionary gunching. While you're doing that, um, it's your birthday soon. Ryan C's birthday is coming up, everybody. So send him presents. I have figured out what I want for my birthday, Ryan. Are you ready? Take notes. Not yet. Gunching. Gunching is the use of body language while playing a pinball machine. Note that gunching doesn't actually influence the path of the ball. It's nudging that accomplishes that. Gunching is a set of body actions that a player does while nudging. For example, leaning to one side, bouncing on one foot, dropping on one knee, taking both <laughs> hands off the flippers and doing a little dance, praying to the pinball guards. Gunching okay. can be related to the actions of a person the actions a person does while playing a driving game. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Thank you, Steve Bowden. Some fun with bonus. Cool. Okay, well then you're a prolific gunshot because you do a little booty pop every time you nudge the machine and it's fantastic. Booty pop? <laughs> yeah, you kind of do like a little like a little kick and a pop. You pop the hip out a little bit. It's yeah, delightful. Okay. Yeah. You're a dancer. So if I'm playing Getaway, you started filming me when I got the super jackpot on Getaway. It was so yeah. good. I like, screamed at the pinball machine. I was like, get up there. And then it got up there and I got this. Yeah, that was so good. You did get up there. That stuff happens all the time, but no one's filming me. I'm not streaming. Um, and that was like me screaming at the pinball machine and it worked. It was a really good moment. Yeah. Pinball adrenaline. When are you going to bring back the stream, Ryan? What do, you, what do you mean bring back the stream? Didn't you stream with Marty before? Yeah, but that's Marty's stream. It's just whenever Marty wants to come over. Ah, uh, well, I think we should have a Ryan C stream so everyone can see the booty pop. No. <laughs> 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 you going to say something? You're going to say... What I went for my birthday. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we talked about Alien Pinball a couple of weeks ago, and I'm pretty sure Facebook was listening to me because then I got an ad for Wish. You know Wish that has all those crazy things that you can buy that are always, like, absolutely ridiculous shit. My, the stuff that it, it, it shows to me is so sexual all the time, and everyone's just like, yeah, that's based off what you like. And I'm like, well, yeah. I don't really like what, I don't what like, you I don't, say. I, yeah, well, like, why is it advertising, like, ball gags? Oh my gosh! Every, because I don't know. Is your is your you're a freak, Ryan? I am a freak, but like I don't I don't wear ball gags. <laughs> mine's no, mine's not. I it, it must be listening to me. Though. It's not wholesome. It's just weird. So what I got was a shirt, which is like the cover of Alien, right? Which normally says in space, no one can hear you scream, but because it's Wish and it's like super. Stop looking at your phone. I'm trying to find. I'm not going to speak to you if you're sending me that tra- photo again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Put it down. No. So, you know the cover of Alien is like, in space, no one can hear you scream? Yes. This, because it's like a dodgy version. It says, Alan, in space, no one can hear you space. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like the crappiest knockoff version of an alien cover on a t-shirt, and I really want you to get it for me for my birthday. I love okay? Chinese shit so much. Um, just oh, the, the absolute... translation is amazing. Like I'm wearing one right now. You don't even know. So can you see Show my me. beanie? Okay, I'm gonna take off my headphones. Give me one sec. Uh, song. No, I can't hear it. I'm, I can't hear it. I can't see it. Uh, the brand is Song Ting. <laughs> the pointer of Fashino. Fashino. Fashino Redents. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. No one ever gets close enough to my face to, to know that I'm wearing some knockoff piece of shit beanie. <laughs> Um, that's actually why we broke up because you never wash your beard and it just smells like cookie dough. Wash my beard? <laughs> yeah, you've got a filthy cookie dough beard and I hate it. Cool. Cool, cool story, bro. Um, cool story, bro. All right, well, um, this was episode nine. Everybody can blame Ryan for how awful it has been because he hasn't paid attention to any of this. And that's all. That's all I've got for you. Bye forever. Hate you. I need to put my light on. Um, don't look for a second because I've got my bum out. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. <laughs>